take a moment where you can find center peace taking a moment to find grounding in your day allowing yourself to expand your consciousness and invite the idea of exploring the idea of exploring cultivating the garden and giving yourself a chance to see what germinates what blooms and what grows breathing in and breathing out being very aware of the need to surrender to expectations knowing that not everything will grow not everything will be looked at but there is ripe opportunity to explore to learn lessons to gleam information breathing in and breathing out finding the art of surrender shedding expectations and evoking exploration breathing in and breathing out noticing your body and how it reacts to the unknown breathing in and breathing out allowing the emotions to arise the thoughts to settle and in a moment's time surrendering to it all breathing in and breathing out i ask you now to simply come back to body come back to this moment knowing that we're able to explore all our surroundings and when you're ready opening your eyes to see the room and most importantly to see yourself a little differently than when you first started Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of the psychedelic psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Sarah, who is new to the world of psychedelics and is going to offer us a beautiful picture that she colors and what she has learned where she's going with the psychedelic medicines. Sarah, it's great to hear you and see you. How are you coming in today? Hi, Ryan. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited to be here. Nervous about what? All things psychedelic or what could <laughs> potentially be explored? I think what's to be explored and just being so vulnerable and opening up about my story. It's a beautiful story and I'm super grateful to be able to talk about it and help integrate it. How did you 
find psychedelics? So I think I've been searching for something for a long time that would resonate with me to be able to seek my happiest self, if you will. And I have a good friend who recently shared with me his experience with psychedelics. And he explored it, I think, a little bit more professionally than he did emotionally or, you know, in search of finding himself. But he did get a lot out of it. He did refer a few family members as well to psychedelics and they explored some of their traumas, which that actually ended up resonated with me when he when he shared that with me. So I think after hearing those stories and how it helped them, I was very open-minded to explore it myself. And can you paint a little bit of the picture of what your intention was going into working with these medicines? Did you have a, a focus hope? I did. So... I went through some childhood trauma when I was younger with a babysitter, and it was something that I feel like has affected me throughout my life. I also had some adolescent trauma as well in those years with my parents growing up in a family of my parents being alcoholics, and my mother ultimately ended up passing away from that, and just going through those experiences and knowing that they affect me today um, and not really fully diving into how it's all attached and tied together. So I've always wanted to find help to go through and, you know, and unpack everything and, you know, find how it affects me now. But so I saw this as an opportunity to maybe expedite the process versus traditional talk therapy, which I just felt like might take too long to, you know, weed through it all. And so I felt like this might be the best way. Well, what kind of research did you lay as a foundation before making your journey in the world of psychedelics? What were the things you looked at besides the trust of the referral? Sure. So I did plenty of research online about psychedelics. Being that I grew up in a family with addiction, I I was a little apprehensive of it for that reason. I wanted to be very careful not to do something that I would end up risking getting addicted to as well. I did read a book by Michael Pollan and I watched his documentary. That was a big recommendation. I think that really just opened up my eyes and wanted, you know, I, it just made me want to explore it. Fantastic. And then we met and you came to me to really hone your intention and provide a little bit more clarity of motivations and touch base a little bit in a classical sense of therapy. No, absolutely. And did that give you more clarity or perspective of what what were you able to gain from our intentional sessions and kind of that focus? Sure. So we did some preliminary work before I met with my guide, you and I did, and you were very clear on what I should expect. You and I talked about, you know, the different traumas that I had been through. I think it was important for you and I to build trust and then for me to 
build trust with my guide as well to be able to divulge the information and feel comfortable and safe doing so. You did share with me not to, or to be careful, not to focus too hard on, you know, specific things and being open-minded and open my heart to be able to explore things outside of just those traumas that I feel like I want to heal. So I thought, I thought I was doing that. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And I think that was one of the beautiful things that you and I uncovered was this opportunity to look at the whole spectrum of what's on the horizon. Now let's fast forward and reflect. You ended up getting an opportunity to have a session and an experience and tell me a little bit about what happened in that experience. Sure. So I, the medicine that I used was MDMA. And I think, although I thought and my intention was for my heart to be very open to receive whatever was coming, I think my ego got in the way. And I think I was just so focused on thinking that these experiences that happened to me in my life are definitely the reason why I'm struggling today in certain aspects of my life. So it did take me a little bit longer to fully feel the medicine and start feeling the different things. I My expectation after doing the research, of course, I saw many different scenarios of what could play out as far as, you know, visually or, you know, feeling it or just the emotions. And I was expecting to see things and have it be very visual. So I think I was so set on seeing things and having them be specific things that I think I blocked what really needed to come up. And after my guide, um, I think noticed that throughout the process and they started helping me to, by just, you know, talking to me and getting my mind going so that I wasn't blocking it. As a result, I, different emotions came up. I didn't see anything. It was interesting because I expected if I didn't see anything that I would at least hear it in my mind or, you know, something would come up that way. And instead I just felt everything, everything that was coming up was just very strong, deep, intense feelings. And I just started to share, you know, different things out loud that I was feeling and none of which ended up being any of the things that I thought would come up. Yeah, often I say we get what we need, not necessarily what we want, because we have to look at that then. And what were you able to look at when you started to feel those things? What started to percolate to the surface? I noticed a lot of the feelings that were coming up were things that I deep down knew that I needed, but I just set them aside and just decided that once I heal my traumas, all of that will just figure itself out. So I almost just ignored it in a way. It's so great. And I say great in the most compassionate way, because it's almost as if I'm hearing you say, oh, I need to face this before I actually potentially look at my traumas. Absolutely. Say more about that. What, as if you're 
recognizing there's some more foundational work that needs to be done before I get the glimpse or maybe intentionally heal something that happened to me so long ago? Yeah, so I would say, again, thinking that it was all tied together, I was just very confused by it all. So if something would come up in my life today, I would associate it with a trauma that happened and versus trusting myself that maybe it has nothing to do with the trauma and it's just how I feel about it or you your know, authenticity, how, your your yeah. your truth and you're becoming more authentic in your expression of self. Oh, for sure. You say for sure, we say more like that it wasn't because of the trauma of who we were, what happened to us. Rather, it's more of now an opportunity to be more expressive in ourself. More expressive and just more trusting and also, but also being able to separate myself from the trauma too. I mean, have it, having it be a part of me, but not having it define me. I think for so long, I live in a, a very small town where many people know my family and everybody knows everything about you. So I think for so long, I felt like I was defined by the trauma that I went through with my parents growing up and who they were, you know, in society and how I should and shouldn't react. And people were so careful of, you know, how they would approach me with conversations or so I think it was just something that all, it was just always there. I always, it was always at the forefront of my mind, you know, wherever I went, I was just never free from it. So yeah, I think it just kind of intertwined in my life and everything that I do today, being a parent today, being a friend today, uh, being a wife today, all those things I attributed to those define, defining moments in my life. So now I feel I'm able to, or what my goal was, I guess, and what I'm realizing now is that they are a part of me, but it's not, it doesn't define me. That's fantastic. It's a breath of fresh air. And when you say that, do you get the sense that you're still honoring that part of you, but not leaning into it such as people in your community or people that know you you're able to exonerate yourself at some level yeah i think so i think that i think it's more so just freeing and and kind of going back to how it all ties together and how i always think that those are the reasons that i think the way that i do today and i think it's more so what I've lacked for so long is truly just trusting myself and of course, allowing, you know, people in entirely and trusting them as well, but trusting my intuition, trusting, you know, my, my gut feelings and, and all of those things. And instead of always, you know, thinking back and always having to think of how I am going to be perceived or, you know, looked at based on my history. Tell me about that expression of that self, that 
person that trusts themselves. How do you see yourself expressing that today since the experience? It's it's that fine line for me between being selfish and, you know, guarding my time and my mental space. I am a very friendly, outgoing person. I let everybody in. I'm very considerate about, you know, other people's time and how they feel and how they're doing. And I, I do take very little time to appreciate and cherish, cherish my own time and not. So I, again, it's, it's defining that, you know, difference between taking the time to connect with myself and being selfish in that way and not always having, you know, other people's agenda in mind. Yeah. And even hearing you say selfish is reframing it as an opportunity for self-care and acknowledging, yeah, acknowledging that you deserve it. What is the psychedelic experience providing you emotionally within yourself? What is it reframed? Emotionally, I would say I've, I think deep down, I've always been a spiritual person, but I always thought that I had to define it in either a specific religion or, you know, a way to explain it to other people. And throughout this process, I have been digging into my spirituality and really finding my path within that. And um, maybe not always coning on, you know, the outside world for happiness and, you know, finding it internally first. So I've been reading The Untethered Soul by Michael Allen Singer. I'm sure you've read it. And it's just, it's, it's really profound. I mean, just some of, I'm about halfway through now and just really just learning to turn off your thoughts and, you know, to seek happiness from within. And I spent so much time trying to navigate life through my thoughts and, you know, intellectually versus from my heart, which is interesting because I, I am, I always feel things so deeply. So it was, it's now it's being able to separate it and define it and see that I have so many more needs in the spiritual aspect that I haven't even navigated yet. When you say that out loud, what am I witnessing emotionally in you as you're expressing it? Just a sigh of relief that I finally, you know, found it. And, and I'm able to explore it and it's very interesting and it's very, it's, I almost feel like it's the missing link to fully be able to find myself. That's monumental so for those experiencing such a profound connection to self what are you doing to keep a hold of it i heard you you're exploring more literature but there are some embodiment ways that you're finding yourself do things differently oh i decided to completely disconnect from all social media and which is invigorating for sure but more so just to when i do have downtime which is very minimal with you know my my current life situation but when i do have downtime i will just sit in silence i'll light a tea candle 
I'll go back to the experience. I will allow myself just to be in the moment and just feel what I want to feel, see what comes up. And I've just never done that before. I've never just sat with myself and not even in not even having any thoughts in my mind. I've never just sat just to be still and allow my body just to feel what it needs to feel in that moment. And it's amazing. And not judge it, but witness it, honor it and love it. And, you know, on a side note, drinking the Kool-Aid of not being on social media is like yeah. heaven. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what a remarkable opportunity, though, to be quiet with oneself and allow emotions, thoughts and the physical body to express itself. When you get in those spaces, what comes up? I would say what I've experienced thus far is I really don't have much that comes up from a mental standpoint. It's truly just feelings and it's just all good feelings. It's, I don't know how to explain it being that I've only you know been through it one time. So it's hard to articulate, you know, exactly how it feels, but it's just, it's very intense. My breath picks up and I just, I feel it throughout my entire body. And I just, it's almost just like being within my body and not having an ego at all and just being with myself. And as you established that, you talked a little bit about it was your first experience what is on your psychedelic horizon as you have learned so much in this one experience? I definitely first see myself doing it again. I will do it until I, you know, get to a place that I want to be in. I already see the benefits of it thus far. So as I continue to peel back the layers of all the different things that I'm finding out about myself and what I need now and listening to myself, I'm, I will, I'll continue to do it. I love that. You're listening to yourself. You're listening to your authentic truth as if the questions continue to arise. They're never not going to stop, but you're able to pause and listen to what the right answer is for you in that moment. Absolutely. What does it look like when you think of paying homage to this experience, knowing that you never knew what you were going to get and where you're going to go? What is the homage that you pay for such a monumental experience? I think I, I just, I feel so lucky to have found it, to have found you, to have found my guide and to have found the appreciation for myself and my own time and really start leading with my heart instead of my head. Leading with your heart in this, do you ever get the sense that you have to insulate, not to be devil's advocate, but how does one insulate or, or regulate or provide protection as you're so open to the world? I think it's it's kind of a scary thing because I've always had a shield up over my heart ever since I was a little 
girl. So it is very scary. I feel like I'm I'm letting my shield down little by little. But I think it's advantageous for people to still have somewhat of a shield up in, in the sense of, you know, following your gut and doing that. But I do think that there is a sense of letting go of control and just, you know, living in more of a peaceful environment to be able to let go and let the shield down. Yeah. And coincidentally and synchronistically, this idea of exploring and surrendering, knowing when to explore, but also when to kind of go, I need to chew on this. I need to practically chew on this in my everyday life, or I need to, as you said so beautifully, sit in quiet and just witness myself. Mm-hmm. Tell me about witnessing yourself in in that breath, in that moment of quietude. What have you learned about yourself? What power have you gleamed? I think what I've learned the most is being content and happy with who I am and what makes me feel good and and learning more about who I am off of off of paper you know I think what's been really inspiring throughout this process and in meeting you and meeting my guide is neither one of you asked me what I did for a living, where I lived, you know, who I was married to, what my middle name was, you know, none of the specifics. I mean, it, in, in which I think for so long has been, you know, defining me. So it's, it's a shift of a mindset now to discover myself internally and no longer externally on paper and how people perceive me to be. Thank you so much. And the emotion when you say that, what's landing? I don't, I, I think it's, it's wishing that I found this path sooner, but being okay that right now is the time that I'm finding it. And I feel relieved that I'm finally on this path and I just it's just happiness I'm just happy about it thank you